been gone, I'm in a city where you know I never lack I'ma need a half a million by the time I'm 25 Ain't no sleep, I'm always dreaming, you can see it in my eyes And that's why I feel the same, can't nobody stop the vibe I've stopped caring, I'm too real, it ain't that much to recognize I can't let no regrets come and eat me up alive I cannot afford to fall again, I'm too high I can never cross my heart and not expect to die if Yo, 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 we back brand new episode of threes from the ring episode 102 of course it's your boy chris j glad to be back got the boy trail Sav on here man what's up man it's trail Sav. episode 102 i don't know if we can even do facts again and like how we used to with jersey and almost i don't know what the hell 102 is if there was like a legend 102 will chamberlain how many points will chamberlain had and the person he passed it to there you go <laughs> hey there we go but yeah, well, I'm come up with new fun facts. It might just literally be on in this day. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it's probably gonna depend on the uh the day, like this day in sports or some shit. I don't know, but yeah, we'll just do the generic, you know. But we're gonna start off with basketball today, and reason why James Harden got traded. He's gone. He's gone. And I think we he knew probably as as early as yesterday, because the Lakers smoked the Rockets last night, and that nigga effort was abysmal. And then LeBron was out there looking like Steph Curry in the process. But as always, we just want to make sure you guys just know what was going on. So we're gonna give you guys footage of. Literally James Harden's press conference, and hopefully, I think this clip involves James. I mean, John Wall's reaction as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip. I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. That's James Yo, me Harden. Crazy, I don't feel betrayed at all. Um, Boogie. My interest in playing with John Wall, to be brutally honest. And uh, with that being said. Um, Disrespect started way before, you know, any interview. Uh, just the approach to the training camp, uh, showing up the way he did, uh, the antics off the court. I mean, disrespect started way before. So uh, this isn't something that, you know, all of a sudden happened, you know, last night. But with that being said, like I said, this is the nasty part of the business. So uh, it is what it is. At the end of the day, a lot of guys here want to compete at a high level. And uh, like I told everybody tonight, I told the guys before, when the 1 through 15 guys all on the same page, they commit, they know their role, they know what they want to do, they know what they want to get out of this, and that's the win, you all will be fine. But when you have certain guys in the mix that don't want to buy in all this one, it's going to be hard to do anything special, do anything good as a basketball team. I've been on those teams in my 11 years, been in the league. I've been on teams like that in my first five years where it was all about me, 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 me not about the team and that hurts and it brings everybody down so we can get all on the same page we can be something good here and uh we can't dwell down on it because it's only been nine games like come on man you want to jump off the cliff off of nine games it's a lot of basketball still be played all right so shout out to uh john wall shout out to uh boogie uh for keeping it real because that was last night and not even a full 24 hours i only want to say probably 12 hours after those comments, uh, reports have really e increased immediately of 
that like literally increased of hey James Harden is literally probably getting traded. Watch like I think it was last night or early this morning said a hey, the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets are the finalists for uh James Harden. So as in oh we're getting close to a deal. Then it went to uh and then it really went to oh things are getting really real to the Rockets saying, Hey, we're he's he can't come back. No. He, until he's until he's traded, he can't come back. So pretty much they were like, Hey, we pack we're packing you your shit, you can go. To now, to literally I think almost an hour after that, James Harden was traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And all I could sit there and say was the world went crazy. The world went crazy. Um but before we get into the trade, yeah, I know. But before we get into the trade, your, your thoughts on James Harden' uh, actions last night or words? My thoughts is, as I just got to talk down with the white man himself, I don't know his last name, like Kelsey or something. Oh, I don't know football. Um, I, I think this is probably the – KD didn't quit on his team. Kyrie didn't quit on his team. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they left, they left through free agency. Or Kyrie left via trade. But it it wasn't like this. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like how the way we're seeing it right now. And what... What's happening with with Harden is more of he just quit on the organization. And this is the thing. Kyrie left because he heard, hey, Bob on LA. This is what I'm going to have as a team when Bob goes to LA. <laughs> Anybody ain't staying with that, bro. That's, that's why when, when they talk about, when they ask Brian the questions about the Kyrie thing, but I never say, hey, man, I felt some type of way. Because he knew. But LeBron was mad. It was just how, it was just Kyrie beat him to the punch. You know. Yeah. You know, these at KD, on both men. One dude called you a bitch, and the organization can't win. I got a thing like a KD thought in a second. Now, now, look at this. You had Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. You had a little bit of John Wall and Boogie. I don't care if they is coming off injury. John Wall like he didn't miss a step and was willing to play second fiddle to you. He played like he was playing second fiddle to you. Yeah. He won. If you watched the Rockets game, even if you watched the Lakers game last night, Harden played horribly. But it was still like Harden was the main focus on offense on that team. John Wall facilitated him the ball. On ISOs, they space it out. He ain't asking the ball and stuff like that. You had all of that. There's times you went to the Western Conference Finals once, right? Once, right? Yeah, once, yeah. Two. No, twice, times, twice, 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 twice. You had good playoff bursts. You won two MVPs with that, with that team. One. one MVP with that team. My bad. Greek Freak stole the other one. You won one MVP with that team. But 
this is the thing. You quit on an organization who put a who who framed the whole office around you. Not just listen to, not just particularly saying that we're gonna get people to compliment you. No, they actually said fuck that part. When Chris Paul left, they formed the whole office of saying how is James Harden gonna get this ball to score? Even with Westbrook, they turned Westbrook into a. Uh, they tried to pull a jump shooter, which everybody think Westbrook crappy now because he tried to jump shoot his way out of fucking Houston, even though Washington ain't looking too good either. But he, he was jump shooting his way out of Houston. But when Westbrook was a jump shooter, when he was driving to the paint, that team was like one of the best teams in the league. Yep. You had all that just for what? One, I'm not going to say the Lakers drove them out there. Okay, well, Lakers won one playoff game, right? Ooh, they slapped him last night. Steph Curry has yet to lose a series to this man. I don't even think he lost a season series to this man. Nope. I don't believe he did. So, I don't want to hear the Lakers wrote about. That nigga had to see Stephon sitting this nigga packing every fucking playoffs, bro. Him and Dane him and Dan got something in common and it's not just the Dita contracts, bro. It's the fact that every time we see Steph Curry, we have to fucking clear the series out there. So the thing about saying that oh, we don't know what we can repair. This is unrepairable or whatever it is. Nigga, it's you! You were the best player on the team! They literally went out to get more people. You probably said they want to play with Westbrook. This Westbrook shit don't work. They traded Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook said he went out. Whatever. They got rid of Westbrook. They got you a young talent in, in Christian Woods. Where if you believe that Christian Woods ain't up next when it comes to these big men, you ain't got eyes, G. Man, cold. Walking bucket. Third fiddle. Putting up 24, 22 points a game. Third fiddle. Cole, Cole. There was a quote that one of his former teammates said about him when he was on the Pistons. And this one, even I think this was even when Drummond was on that team, bro. He said it was in practice. And he was like Christian Woods was mad. I think I don't know if it was practice, but Christian Woods was mad. And he was like, the teammate asked him, "Why you mad, bro?" He was like, "Cause I know I'm better than everybody on this floor right now. Everybody on this court. This including Blake." This including Drummond, Rose, stuff like that. <laughs> he about that life, G. And he is right now. Because Blake shooting 30% and it's Blake's not from ass. Three. Blake is <laughs> ass. Uh, he might be retired with Kyrie this year. But, <laughs> but the disrespect. So, I don't even know. We'll talk about that team later, which I'm not going to go at far end of talking about, like, all oh, this team going to suck or all oh, this team is going to be amazing. This team is going to be slapped down in the middle. This team, that 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 Brooklyn team will not be judged in the regular season. That shit will be judged in the playoffs. Yep, and we'll talk about that shortly once we start breaking down the trade in itself. But, yeah, but, I hear but you got, Go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm done. But, yeah, when it comes to Harden, like, those comments last night, I was just like, he knew he was gone. Like, he knew that was like, all right, peace. Like he sent, he sent all his strippers, uh, his favorite strippers. Like, hey, uh, I ain't gonna see y'all no more. I'm, I'm heading out. I'm going to fresh strip clubs, 
quarantine strip clubs and shit because we know uh, where he's at now. New York is locked down, locked down. They, they, they governor ain't playing. But, uh, but he, like, he knew he was gone. Like, he got word. Like, it's close. His agents or whoever must have told him, like, yo, you're on your way out. And Harden was like, all right, good. Farewell. Bye. And... It's unfortunate, and I agree with everything you said. Like I, like he handled it so goofy, and like some people say unprofessional, which a I I see it, and then people as well saying it's just like, like you just don't do it that way, and and like I agree, you just don't do it that way. You're just disrespectful to the organization because they gave you everything. They gave you whatever you wanted or needed. You say you didn't want to play with Dwight Howard no more. Cool. Bye. Bye, Dwight. You said, okay. You, you they, they realized, okay, we can't really do much by, uh, by yourself. Okay, let's bring in Chris Paul. You, you make it to the conference finals. And you was a Chris Paul hamstring. And you realizing, hmm. We're missing a lot of threes. Let me do what I do best and drive to the lane. They, they ain't stopping me. We have a lead. We just need to keep scoring. And then the following year, you have Chris Paul, KD's out, and you still drop the ball. You still drop the ball. And that's just, in, and those are the recent memories you made it to the conference finals once again against the Warriors before they were really the Warriors, and you shit the bed. So, it's you. And like somebody who tweeted, and I agree, Harden is, for somebody I give him the utmost respect and like, I feel like he's probably one of the more smartest players in the league because nobody bends the rule more like James Harden. I feel like he knows the rules of basketball more than anybody else. And he bends them up to the T. But for somebody who I feel like who, in terms of basketball IQ, I think he has his head up his ass a little too much. And it has cost. It cost him a chance to go to the finals. It may have cost him a championship altogether. You could have been the one. That, you could have been part of the, I prevented the Warriors from winning more than they did Legacy. You could have been a part of that. But you didn't. So, and then for you to just, just treat this organization this way, it's just really bogus. Like, yeah, do the Rockets have a really cheap owner? Yes. Darren Morris still did the best he could. Even when the owner said, look, this is y'all final year. And Daryl Morris sat there and pulled up his analytics and said, I'm going to make this work regardless with Westbrook. And they went on, a, and before the bubble, they went on a hell of a run. Before the bubble, they were one of the hottest teams. Before uh, for Senior Mansoor uh, COVID fucked everything up. So, yes, hard. It's on you. And the the part that sucks, it's still it's like you, you it's still kind of on you. The spotlight is still going to be on you, because now it's like, hmm, how's your ego going to be over there? In Brooklyn, with KD, your homie, 
Kyrie, who we really don't know what's going on with that, but that's that's a that's an entirely different uh, topic in itself. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about the trade in itself. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up all the moving pieces. But um, I was utterly shocked. Like I think I was I was shocked that it was the uh, the Nets because I really thought it was going to be uh, the Sixers. I really thought it was. Um, all right. So here's the current. There hasn't been no changes to the trade yet. Uh, but as of right now, this is the James Harden trade to Brooklyn. Breaking news, nigga. I don't know how much Joe Dumas got. Joe Dumas, Jason Dumas, my bad. Jason Dumas got pulled when it comes to knowing in the league. But the Brooklyn Nets were always interested in acquiring James Harden. But the deal became imperative in the light of the situation with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie is willing to sit out the year if need be. Those close to him are saying. <laughs> it's a catch to everything. It's a catch to everything, man. Because... The, the desperate, like, Kyrie played a role. Well, no, I'm not calling him Kyrie no It's Kai Irving. Kai Irving for now. Uh, and, but, man, see, we're going to bring this back up when we get to the Kyrie talk. Because it's, it's very, you know, now they're rubbing against each other now. But it's very evident that, yes, Kai Irving had a very big effect on this trade happening. Brooklyn is desperate because they don't know what's going on with that man. But, once again... Y'all should have traded his ass. Y'all should have traded his ass. But uh, this is the trade in itself. The Rockets acquired Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rudon Quirks, three Brooklyn first-round picks, uh, Milwaukee's first, Milwaukee's 2022 pick, and they're swapping, and they pretty much doing four pick swaps with Brooklyn throughout the decade the Nets acquired just James Harden the Pacers got involved and got Karis LeVert and the Cavs got Jared Allen and Torian Prince pray for Jared Allen as one of the few people part of the Jared Allen uh stand brigade pray for Jared Allen G but I think that also means Andre Drummond might be on the trade block and Andre Drummond's probably gonna be uh going playing in the six with his woes real soon but uh so trade in itself the rockets got everything that they needed and some people may say why did they trade Karis avert i think and if and for, i think for one they're trying to do a stop it wasn't necessarily they wanted to carry salary because i think that's a tweak but i think they just wanted more picks than anything the net the rockets traded a lot of draft capital with the Chris Paul and the Westbrook trades. They don't really have a lot of picks. They regained the future. And then at the same time, I think you they probably trust in Oladipo being... Oladipo has looked pretty good this season. He, I won't say he looked like how he was like two, three seasons ago, but he, he looks really good this year. And I think you wanted to just have more of a veteran thing going on than anything but i think I, but I, like I, that's how i kind of view keeping uh 
picking Oladipo over Karis LeVert. Uh, and plus, I think just the, it's more of an immediate competitive type thing. And also, his contract expires immediately after this season. Dante Exum, that's just a corpse. And the Kurek's dude, he's a really good defender. He just beats up ex-girlfriends. So, nothing to say. But I think for the Rockets, it was more about... Yeah, Kirk's uh he's a huh? Middle East Kirk's. He he he's a he was on the bench on the Nets. He was good last season, then he beat up his girlfriend. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh fucked up. Look, man, I'm just bringing up facts about people that Did we even talk about that? I'm no, it was he was a low key player. It was just something to bring up. <laughs> but uh but yeah the I think the Rockets mainly secure the future and still capable of remaining competitive, at least playing tournament competitive, so at the very least. The Nets got James Harden. We're going to break that down real shortly. <laughs> Pacers got Karis LeVert. The Pacers really low-key. That's they, they might have came out the biggest winners to me. That's just me personally. He, like, as a, like, I would say right now, Oladipo and Levert's about equal. About equal. But he has potential to be way better than Oladipo. And you have control of his contract for the next three, four years. So that's a W in itself. And I think he's a very well piece to put with Brockton and Baby Sabonis for a future. Um, and then the Cavaliers got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Torian Prince might get bought out for all I know. I don't know. But uh, and it's unfortunate for Torian Prince because he he's a really good piece for a contender type team who can be a solid guy who just do all the dirty work and guard guard able to guard wings and on the perimeter as well. But the Cavs also netted somebody you can keep post Andre Drummond because Drummond clearly ain't resigned after this season, uh, and they probably have a trade in the works for Drummond as well if you get Jared Allen because you already have a crowded front court of Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, Jared Allen, plus Kevin Love is in and out the lineup. And Larry Nance, who's been playing the three lately. So, <laughs> exactly. So, so literally, you have all these goddamn bigs. Somebody's getting flipped, and I believe it's going to be Andre Drummond. It's, he's He's the easy one, or you buy out. Knicks type beat, man. Huh? You said what? Knicks type beat. I was it's the Knicks bad. type beat, man. Why? You got Mitchell Robinson. No, I said it's the Knicks type beat because they got them four. I mean, they got them. Oh, you know, all them bigs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Valid point. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, but I think the Cavaliers probably see more of a future with Jared Allen, and I'm pretty sure they would throw him the bag because he also didn't sign his uh, – he didn't get offered an extension. So, Jared mm. Allen is probably going to be the future big for the Cavaliers, and plus they control his future because he was a bit restricted free agent. But he deserves all the money he gets. And I believe the Cavaliers have a future anyway with uh, Sexton and Garland looking really good for the start of the season. But – um. Let's go ahead and look at the focus, the biggest focus of the trade, James Harden to the Nets. So now, you going to this the now. This is why I said I hate that they were going to probably do this trade going into the season. Because now, 
you have a starting lineup that is Kyrie Irving at point guard with a huge-ass question mark now. The hugest of question marks. Huge. James Harden at the shooting guard. Cool. I don't know who's playing defense, but let God, let literally, if I'm if I'm Zach Levine and Kobe White, I might literally combine for uh, each of us getting fifty apiece. But uh, Joe Harris is at the Joe Harris at the three. Once again, who's playing defense? Name me a defender. Uh, and then we have after that, KD. Who's still he's still a very capable defender, but still fresh off Achilles. Regardless, like he's still fresh off Achilles. He's not about to try to play defense on the best player on the court. And then washed up DeAndre Jordan. You have one solid defender and a washed up defensive player of the year. Very washed up because his athleticism is gone. And then your bench consists of Tyler Johnson, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Oh, they still got Landry Shamet. That's it? That's off the top of my head. They got other players, but that's your rotation off the top of my head. Let me look at their uh, roster because I know NBA.com ain't update, but I know who's not on the team no more. But let's see here. Um, let's look at that Nets roster. Teams. Nets. Roster. Let's see. Spencer Dinwiddie's hurt. Your backup center is Nicholas Claxton. Coach's last name, Claxton. Exactly. Timothy Laul Cabarro. I forgot. He he gets passed around Dane every other season. So, you sacrifice probably one of the best benches in the league because you had Jared Allen and Karis Burke coming off the bench. You already lost Spencer Dinwiddie. So, now everything hinges on the fact that you will have to now have to literally – outscore teams to to literally win games that's the focus to outscore teams because you have no defense not to sit and say James Howard's a horrible defender but teams is going to pick on him and Kyrie KD's Achilles can can overheat any day now overheat <laughs> it's going to overheat so I'm just saying Who's who's playing? Like literally, niggas is keep you can niggas could keep telling me all you want. They gonna be buckets, but who is playing defense? Y'all can sit there and say yeah, but they just gotta score 130. Even Shine, who works out our job, respect Shine if you listen to this. G, big love. But bro, Shine said, oh, they can score 131, but literally all the other team gotta do is make sure they get 133 or 132. So, yeah, i let KD shoot the last shot. It's give me five seconds so i go ahead and uh, score over Kyrie or Harden with no hesitation. You have no room protection. Man. I don't believe in Andre. I mean DeAndre Jordan no more. I don't. I absolutely do not believe in DeAndre Jordan no more. I just don't. So, you can score all you want, but 
you cannot. You can't score. You can't, who's playing defense, bro? Who? And then look at the East. Let's just look at the East now, G. Let's look at the top teams in the East. Hey, hold on. Let, let me pull this up. Top teams in the East. Let's look at it. And we're talking about teams that's actually going to make the playoffs, by the way. Boston. Who's guarding Jason Tatum? And Jalen Brown? And Kimba Walker? Tristan Thompson is going to have a field day in the front court, G. <laughs> and Marcus Smart, literally, you just have to tell him which one you want him to pick on. And you neutralized one of the guards. Milwaukee Bucks. Look, man, nobody on that team guarding Giannis. <laughs> Who guarded Giannis? That's a, that's a field day, bro. People saying they walk. Some people saying they walking Giannis off the court. What is, see, this is the thing about that, bro. Yes, it's such a a stark difference between what the hell was brewing and and what the hell was brewing in in Golden State and what the fuck is this in Brooklyn, bro? Golden State said. We got everything that got us there to the playoffs, KD. And we're we got everything that took us to seven, we're going to stay KD. We anything yet. There is no chemistry. KD is out here balling because he is the second greatest player of all. I mean, under, in, the, in the world right now. You know, give or take AD and Giannis. But yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, okay. So you run against a team with Giannis, who have chemistry with 90% of the players on his team. And then you ask something like Drew Holiday, who can guard? The guards. And make it and, and like I ain't gonna say he's gonna lock KD up. But he could guard KD too. You get look, you get you get Miami, who's a Duncan Robinson game away from sweeping niggas, bro. <laughs> like I you got you. We said we said uh we said Boston. And we didn't even talk about all that. Nigga Philly, you don't fucking stop Joel and B. Joel and B gonna have a field day. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Gee, look, you got Dwight Howard. You got that big ass line about there that they doing fucking two K. That's annoying as shit. It really is. I don't know why so, they're in that lineup. Man, they do that in my mind. PK. Dwight Howard starts for some reason. It's Dwight Howard, Draymond, I mean, Danny Green, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris. That's the lineup on my career. Just a bunch of tall niggas. My center had a hard time the first game. Um, but, yeah, bro, like, this, this is something that this is – it can work. Don't get me wrong. KD is talented to make this shit work. But that's KD. Kyrie don't. Kyrie still got his paid time off. Folks taking his vacation like my roommate Cam said, fuck it. I'm going to take these two weeks. And fucking Zoom meetings about New York goddamn states, boards, and governors or whatever the fuck he was in that Zoom meeting about. Man, who knows he live in New York that long? Why are you there? <laughs> Shout out to being down for the coach, though. Kyrie is a respectable man off the court. And on the court. He's a fucking assassin. It's just that since we don't know what he's doing, 
It's all assumptions. So this this is gonna be wild, bro. This is gonna be wild. Yeah. And like, like, gee, it's like you you're not built to really deal with the top teams. You can get out the first round, but like I've been saying. That second round in the East is going to be a fucking war zone. For everybody. For ev- literally. Because literally, let's just. Fucking hard show it. And some damn reason, boy, everybody like this nigga fucking Larry. <laughs> Larry looking like Larry Legend 2.0, Gene. It's, it's, it's scary. Well, it's like you might see a whole ass Knicks team with Julius Randle looking like fucking Charles Barkley. Yep. First round, oh. you might see a lot of shit. First round, you might see the Raptors. The Raptors might get it together and be an AC. Hey. That's fucking scary. Hey. You better hope the Heat don't get it together. Yeah, and you said, that's the first round if they get the number one seed by the end of the season, bro. They make it in the AC. What if they 3 4 and they see an India somebody in the first round? You don't. The Pacers ain't going to be no joke. And Karis Levert going to hoop like. Hoop like. Exactly. And also, who's guarding Sabonis? You better hope his foot uh, gets get hot again. Cause if not, he gonna hoop. Like this is this is like people don't understand. G, you can score all you want, and this is people can sit there and say nobody really plays defense in the NBA no more. Guess what? That's huge cap because let's sit there and look at the past NBA champions. The Warriors were still up. As much as we applaud that offense, that team still was a top five defense. A top five defense built around making sure that their best player, whether it was Katie or Steph, was limited to play not as much defense. Perfectly. Oh, Let's look at who the, the fuck Heat. Is this running back on the Raiders or halfback or whatever the fuck ever. Jacobs, he decent. He decent as fuck. Yeah, he he breaking tackles left and right. This nigga Derek Carr got twenty nine hey. yards hey. in passing. Jacobs went to Alabama. <laughs> Whoever the fuck that other nigga is though, he is he is large enough to feel by him fucking self. Hey man, look man, Alabama running backs a different breed, G. Uh, but this nigga uh, got fifteen yards after contact. After somebody hit this nigga, he ran for fifteen more fucking yards. The Alabama running back ability, bro. Scary. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> now I forgot. I really did. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn's gonna have a tougher OG. Like it's not going to be easy for them boys it, at all. Like at all. And oh no, I'm not remember. I was saying yeah, the Warriors. So yeah, like the past champions all were. It's like you can have a great offense. You could be top ten in offense, but. They were top five defensive teams, or at least top ten. Top five or top ten. You, you Easily. You have to. The Warriors. The, uh, the Spurs, when they beat uh, Bron and them. The Raptors were a top five, top, I think they were a top ten offense, top five defense. When they beat, that year they beat the Warriors. They, those, the Heatles. They wasn't, I wouldn't say they were the best offense. They were like a top ten offense, but you had fucking Le, prime LeBron and D-Wade. But you literally, they were known for their defense. They were locking niggas up. I think they were a top, I think one year, I think they were consistently top two or top three in defense those years. You have to, champ defense legit wins, defense wins championships 
It's not a cap. The Lakers last year literally locked niggas up. Everybody kept saying, oh, these great offenses. And literally the Lakers locked their ass up. They locked up Portland. They locked up the Rockets. They locked up the Nuggets. They, the, the, I think the, in the Heat, they just literally outgrinded them because nobody plays better defense than us. Nobody. So I don't want to hear, oh, man, they're going to outscore. Because come playoff time, we know who James Harden is. We've seen Kyrie the past couple, last playoff appearances. They have not been that cute. Let's just keep it G real. Let's keep it all the way funky. Since that shot, Kyrie has not been not magical come playoff time. Since the finals. Let's, let's, let's put it since the finals where uh, KD sent LeBron to God. He has not been that dope in the playoffs. He hasn't. So I don't want to hear that. I don't. I really don't. So let's just sit there and keep it all the way funky. The only your two your, the two the the two and three of your big three have a lot to prove me wrongs. And I love Kyrie, I really do, but that's me keeping it all the way funky. Kyrie has to show a lot to me. A little bit more than Harden, honestly. Harden at least showed moments. It's just Harden just a fucking bonehead when it when it matters most. And once again, KD's Achilles can overheat. So somebody got to take the heat off of it. I'm probably naming the episode this. Who's taking heat off of uh, KD's Achilles? But, hey, prove me wrong. And don't sit there and say they got the trade deadline because who the fuck are you trading else? You don't have picks. Who's available in free agency? Andre Robeson? <laughs> Come on now. Lance Stevenson? Jeremy Lin? I don't know what they do, bro. Jamal Crawford? All those I just listed ain't defenders. Dwayne Dedman be a nice pickup. But still, they ain't moving the needle. At the end of the day, they can outscore whoever the hell they please. But you don't have defenders besides two, three, KD, Jeff Green, and I'm giving Landry Schmidt the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'm just going to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts on them. I'll let you get your bars off. Yeah, I'll... I feel the same way you do. I just caught an interception. I wasn't supposed to. Let's get it. Uh, I feel the same way you do, though. Like it's it's a lot to talk about on the team. It's a lot to talk about what what this team could possibly do. And in my eyes, it's a lot to you. You, it's a lot. A lot of people got to prove KD. KD coming off an of Achilles injury still to average however much he can average. He got proof shit no more. Even if KD ain't at his best caliber, he could be the second best player on that team and nobody will bat nine because mm-hmm. this man just came off an of Achilles injury. How the hell you tell this man he got to be the best player? Kyrie and Harden, on the other hand, 
that's that's oh my fucking god. Kareem Hardy, on the other hand, that's not the same. It will never be the same. These niggas not. Well, Kyrie always had his name that injury. But Harden is literally coming off seasons where he was a top scorer in the league. That that, that that's not normal. But it's crazy. But like I was telling you, Chris, so many podcasts ago, these next contracts don't mean shit. These mass contracts don't mean shit. These players are able to to just be like, I don't want to be here, and they can, and, and teams have to trade them. Now the Rockets got an extremely good haul back. That's not a cap. Mm-hmm. They, they got the an future. amazing haul back. You you regained the future. You know. But it still sucks. It just felt like everything Harden did was a what a waste of time. It just feel like everything he did was a waste of time. So it's crazy. It's 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 a look and see. As RP whoever that resident was named, look and see. Uh-huh. It's a wait and see approach. But uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about Kyrie. Uh, so. Kyrie has, I think, what was it, last week after we recorded, uh, is, uh, that man has literally just said, fuck it, I'm about to go vibe, and when I mean vibe, he's gonna go, he's just following the vibes, so, first and foremost, I don't think, if he, if he was to at least been somewhat transparent with the team and said, hey, look, I legit do need some personal time with some family. My dad's sister birthday coming up. Cool. I ain't going to trip. Like, go ahead. Do your thing, brother. You know. But to proceed and not tell, not even your coach, not your GM, that, hey, I'm about to, uh, by what's going on, it's really asshole-like. And y'all can sit there and say, well, it's none of my business, but you you could do that at, for me, what me and Daytra jobs, well, even though uh, Daytra has a new job, shout out to him, but even with our jobs, we can sit there and tell them we need some personal time. They ain't gonna give a damn. They giving, we're getting paid nowhere near what they getting paid. These niggas are getting over Millions of dollars. And not to sit there and say that these guys are property, you know, like not to be disrespectful or nothing like that. But the but something bad must have happened, but not to sit there and call these guys property or nothing. But if I'm giving you millions and millions of dollars, I kinda not want to know yo what's going on. At the very least. Like keep me updated. This nigga went off the grid. And then when you come back into the grid, it's through social media and them saying you partying. And you're at a maskless party and stuff like that. With crowds. You know it wasn't that big of a crowd, but it was a crowd. No mask. Just vibes. And yeah, it's for your sister's birthday. I understand that. And also, Kyrie, you are a freaking multimillionaire celebrity. 
you could have easily and you should have easily told people, A, no fucking cameras. Don't post on social media. I'm Kyrie Irving. They don't know where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Gee. So, literally. And then proceeding after that, now everybody's saying like, yo, what the hell's going on? This man out here partying, vibe, and no mask and stuff. After literally KD had to literally take protocol because he was near somebody who caught it. So it's just like, yo, what the hell, bro? To then, yeah, last night, last night was comical. But last night, he's in the Zoom meeting as Kai Irvin at about some uh politics shit. And like look that look, not not to shame that he can't not to say he can't be part of some politics stuff. Kyrie, that is dope. I'm happy for you and all of that. But bro, in the midst of while KD is having to play Jokic by himself and have to go to war by himself in Carisovert. The team has no point guard. Bruce Brown is playing point guard. I don't know what Bruce Brown does. Exactly. Bruce Brown has to run point. Tyler Johnson is definitely about to get point guard rotation minutes now. That in itself is just nasty. Because why? Spencer Dinwiddie, unfortunately, towards ACL. Prayers to Spencer Dinwiddie. So, in the midst of that, and shout out to KD because he balled his ass off last night. Literally one of those, I'm still here. But once again, Achilles is, his Achilles is on overheat watch. We're not y- Y'all not doing a good job protecting the Achilles right now. Kyrie, you're not. So then, now everybody's just sitting there wondering, like, yo, what the hell is up with Kyrie? Everybody. To the point of Stephen A. saying he should just retire. To, like, what you just said, like, the news you just brought up, A, they don't know if he if he might sit out for the rest of the season. To news even coming out saying that he deemed, he wasn't happy that Steve Nash got hired. This nigga is insane. Yeah, Kyrie's definitely insane too. Uh, so I have nothing else to really add right now, but I'll let you get your bars off about uh, Kyrie Irving. Okay. So not Kyrie Irving insane. I think he's well kept his mentals intact. Whoever the fuck this running back is is fucking insane. Niggas died on me. Oh, I want to win this game so bad. Mm. But so whatever Kyrie does, just tell your team. That's all I care about. Tell your team. You a grown ass man. And I don't know, I don't know if it's a You still there? Are you thinking thing for a league problem? Like, cause George Hill came out and said some wild shit too. Folks said, if I want to see my motherfucker family, I'm sitting. If I want to shake hands with him, I'm a grown ass man. That's what George Hill said. So George Hill is coming out saying that. I don't know if Carrie has the same objects of like, you know, 
Y'all niggas can't tell me what to do. I'm my own man. Shit, I'm cool with that. But at least come on and say something. Also, you don't owe anybody any words. It's just weird to see. It's kind of like when a nigga. It's kind of like when a nigga is at the job and and you 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 have problems you don't want to tell nobody nothing. Shit, you ain't gotta tell me. But it's kind of like if it's a fuck, if it's affecting my motherfucking work, at least do something for me to be in a, in a good position. Um, and that's all I think most people want to see, and most people want out of this is is Kyrie just to come out and say like, "Yo, this is what's going on. I'm doing this because I need this done." If that's what's going on. Shit, bro, Kyrie, you a grown-ass man. You do whatever the fuck you want to make sure your mental's in straight. Your mental's straight. But if it's not that, then if you're doing this out of spite, if you're doing this because how you feel about the league or how you feel about the way the league going, brother, I don't think this is the fight you want to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. You know, just come out and say something. You usually, it just, it, was a, it was just a weird season for him regardless. The first come out, I ain't talking to no media. Now this shit, it's weird, man. Weird as hell. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, it just, it's like, I just don't like how he's just handling it. And it's just, for somebody who literally said he ain't fucking with the media this year, the media knows a lot. They and literally, it's just how the media is, and like it's, I, I what I said to say that they're gunning towards Kyrie, maybe, possibly, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, they are. yeah, yeah, but you're not helping the case. Like it, it shouldn't be reasons why there's reports, a different report every day about you, and it's true to an extent like it's literally a report that i read i think or read or heard that him and that him and kd ain't as close as they once thought and then like it's just like you're you're it's like you're pushing the nets to sit there and be like well we we gotta try to win like we we went all in and if Kyrie's not here we might be fucked we got we got to pull the trigger. We may have to give out a little a few extra picks to ensure we have uh to get James Harden. Because clearly Philly had Ben Simmons on the table. Ben Simmons was on the yeah. table. It was just more along the lines of I don't think they want to get rid of Maxi as well. Maxi or was or the certain amount of picks that they wanted cuz I don't even think they uh they had they had enough picks to even give out, so it it wasn't like oh because the Rockets could have got the easy Ben Simmons is the better player, but clearly the Rockets I mean the Nets gave up a little bit more because they looked more desperate. Definitely, because this is the funny part, you don't even have the young pieces that the that the Nets offered. 
They don't. They they too. They elsewhere. They just wanted Harden. To any means necessary. So, it's a it's a really unfortunate situation for the Nets. Like all eyes are on them, and for it to even work, Kyrie Harden and KD have to be on the same page. And the one person who I feel like is going to mess it all up is possibly Kyrie. He it falls on him. And I know people gonna sit there and say, "Well, no, he's like the, he's the third option, or whatever." It is it, he don't like no, it falls on him because literally, not because to sit there and say he's the third option, but he's the one who's too unpredictable. He's too unpredictable. Like I need to know who who are my soldiers going? Who I'm going to war with, because if I don't know. How we going how 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 am I about to get the troops together? Like you, you have to literally make Jeff Green, Landry Shamet, Joe Harris believe that literally we're going to be okay. We're going to take the tough assignments and put less pressure on y'all. If Kyrie ain't there, it's just like, oh, that's more pressure on somebody else. There's more pressure yeah, on definitely. So I really hope the Nets figure it out. I hope Kyrie figures it out. Is like, not, and once again, Kyrie, you are a grown man. You can do as you please. You are a grown ass man. You can do as you please. But you also got like it's it's the more I think about it, like when his contract up is up, he's definitely retiring. He is definitely retiring. I don't see him playing any more basketball once his contract is over with. Like he, yeah. yeah, like he's going to continue to do his thing for social justice and stuff like that, which I honor and respect. He's a great, very wise person, but it's very clear that he mentally is just very clear mentally he's just not all and not to send to say like he's dumb or nothing, but like mentally he his what well, his no emotionally his heart is just not there. It's just not there no more. You got your one championship young. You got your moment and everything. So it's like, in a way, you set. You have a valid case to be a Hall of Famer. Definitely. So it's just like, hey, my my, my legacy is set. Regardless. It's just, hey, I want to stick around, make some money. If I can win another one again, hey, so be it. But I really don't see Kyrie playing basketball beyond the end of his contract, which I think is another two years. Or year, I don't remember, but so, but yeah, like I really hope that they figure it out. Uh, before we move on to wrestling, let's go ahead and talk about uh, how how COVID is running the league wild. Uh, they had to change protocol rules. George Hill saying he gonna do whatever the hell he please, but honestly, do we give a fuck what uh, George Hill wants to do? Honestly, <laughs> like bro. Uh, but we just know that COVID ain't nothing to play with, and I think that the NBA should really highly consider bubbling up. At least, like, bubbling up. You got to, because it's getting really out of hand. Uh, game, like, I think literally almost every, every other day is a game game. Every day now, a game or two is getting postponed. 
because teams don't have enough players. And it's getting to a point where players are starting to feel uncomfortable. But also, I'm looking at the players to be like, what are y'all doing? But also, I'm also looking at the league and be like, maybe y'all contact protocol, y'all the contact tracing protocol is too strict. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you can sit there and stiffen up the rules of, like, yeah, wear your mask, limit how you, how you guys meet, uh, bring shooter rounds up closer to game time, game time and stuff, less freedom on the road, which to me should be common sense, and even, like, less freedom when the players are at home. And, it also, and like, even when players are at home, they should re- honestly – it should be a simple go home and back to work type environment. Plain and simple. And same for and I'm not even this don't even go for the players. This goes for the coaches. This goes for the uh employees, trainers, all it all of that. Because they play a role in whether or not the players get affected as well. And the players also gotta realize that you're affecting your coaches, who most of these people are at Hey, if I catch COVID, I might literally get slapped up. Age. Because the shit is still very deadly to older people. And most coaches are over the age of 55. 60. Pop is almost 70. I had looking like freaking uh, uh, Rick. And shit. But, but yeah, like I really hope that the, the tightening up protocols are better. Uh, really, like, I'm surprised Lee didn't take a, uh, at least a one-week break just to get things going, back going for some of these teams because literally a lot of teams really have forced to throw makeshift lineups up there, out there. So, uh, your thoughts? Threw for 141 yards, uh, 341 yards and lost. Um, it's, the COVID situation is weird. I, don't, I honestly don't know what to do. I think the postponing game shit is gonna prolong the season, which is gonna fuck most shit up. Either way, um, um, in terms of what do the Adam Silver could do, Lord of the Dead is podcast. Me, mother, grown men, they gonna do whatever the fuck they want. So at this, you about to eat this shit on the chin. I think up. Oh, <laughs> I think it's worse. You know what crazy thing is? Mm-hmm. I think it's worse. If you if you tighten up <laughs> if you tighten up the uh the COVID protocol. Cause then it's gonna have disgruntlement against the players. And I think that's something you shouldn't want regardless. I think the you getting mad. Um, I think uh, you getting um, the players mad about this COVID stuff. I think that's worse than a whole bunch of motherfuckers catching this shit. So, me personally, I just think you live with what you got. Mm-hmm. I get that. And it's one way to look at it is just like hope that things just get like the it's like at the regardless you still gotta tighten stuff up for the safety. 
Cause you like say you you got factor in. Well, what can you tighten up if you're not in the bubble? Like at this point, like seriously though, at this point, what are they doing that that <laughs> everybody got masks on? Nigga, the bench is six feet apart. Like, what are you doing other than telling these niggas not to come outside? Because the thing is, the only way for them to like let's just sit there and assume that they're doing the right thing. And I'm gonna sit here and say, these niggas are probably wild and not doing New Year's. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's probably what it is. A good portion of niggas is wild out doing New Year's. Let's just keep it G real. But let's just say a portion of it is just the traveling. But at the same time, it's just with basketball, the line it's way less lineups as well compared to like football. As long as you had like yeah, some players may just have to double, like not may have to play special teams when it came to football. As long as they were able to suit up fifty three niggas, it was cool. Even though the NFL was just grimy, they they told the Broncos you're playing football with no quarterback. They sent them out there with no quarterback, so and did not even give them a chance to say, hey, just give can you give us a couple of days like you did gave other teams. They told them just go out there and play with no quarterback. So it's just, but Roger Goodell is is a is a is a crazy nigga, like he's a wild boy. So I'm I'm giving Goodell that different that different breed, but <laughs> but in terms of but in terms of somebody like Adam Silver, yeah, you're you're you you not Roger Goodell. <laughs> like some people want you to, some people view you as Roger Goodell, but in a, but as nice. You're nice, so people view you a lot better. So, but I'm gonna say is like hopefully it's like by next month things smooth out, smooth out because that way teams can it should like they call Houston first team all ACL. I gotta retweet that one. That ain't right, bro. That yo, ain't right. Bro. Yo, man, that's wrong because thing is, I, uh, John Wall, he did tear his ACL, I think. I think he did. I don't know what the fuck happened to Victor Oladipo, but I know that shit Victor hurt. Victor Oladipo was his quad. I think he he had a similar version of what uh what uh Kawhi has. With Wait, the, don't tell me this Colin Kaepernick again. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick said, "Hey, BLM forever, my nigga." BLM forever, boy. <laughs> I'm to give you that work, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really hope the league gets smooths it over. They have time to do so. Uh, it's just try continue to just play it smart, play it smart, please. Uh, but let's go ahead move on to wrestling. Uh, before we move into wrestling, quick plugger: search you tweaking media on Teespring and copy some merch. We got hoodies, we got T-shirts, we got face masks. Cop you something. All all shapes, sizes, genders, we got you, G. So make sure you copy some merch. Much love, much appreciated, as always. Uh, but wrestling. Uh, wrestling has... Uh, uh, COVID also uh, has hit WWE hard recently. Uh, Drew McIntyre has COVID. And not to sit there and say that it's a good thing that he has COVID, but it's a good thing he caught it when he did. Because... It doesn't affect the rumble. 
because it'll be it'll been probably a blessing if he didn't yes. if we didn't have to see Drew versus Goldberg. But it'll also be nasty to sit there and see Goldberg still on the card fighting somebody else. I would have been good on that. Uh but but yeah, so Drew McIntyre has COVID. Prayers up to Drew McIntyre. Um But people are also upset as well. Because let's go back to let's rewind a little bit and go to SmackDown. SmackDown people are mad because Shinsuke finally uh, went back face and during the championship scramble look had to put on a good showing because I thought it was Rey Mysterio's to win I really thought it was Rey Mysterio's to win and that man Shinsuke proceeded to get him out the paint got Baron Corbin out the paint put on a good show with Daniel Bryan and got him out the paint and gee all I next thing I know was I'm like gee we're about to get Shinsuke versus the big dog? The war chief? Oh, yeah, man. It's over with, G. It's going to be a fire-ass match. It's going to be hard-hitting. And then then literally uh, Roman's going to say some really offensive shit. But I'm, I won't care because it's like, hey, he's the big dog. That's the tribal chief. But instead, we get Adam Pierce. And I think people also just did not watch SmackDown because it is. And this just shows the storytelling here, G. Roman literally did say, I pick my opponents. He picks his opponents. And he wasn't all, and he wasn't happy, happy with Adam Pierce for making them fight. Kevin Owens back to back pay-per-views. He made that happen, not Roman. So, he he technically, in the way he picked Adam Pierce, he said, I want to fight you. And he made it happen. And he's going to take him to the aisle of relevancy. And it's going to be fire. Because, literally, I, I, this, like, it's going to be a fire match because, literally, Adam Pierce gets his one WWE match and don't have to ever step in the ring again. And it's going to be fire. He, used to, he, he carried NWA until uh, it got bought out to become NWA power. So he knows what he's doing, G. He, like, he, he's not a bad wrestler. I watched a few of his old matches. I'm like, yo, he decent. So I'm looking forward to this. But also, it's just the setup was just so beautiful. And also, we might not even get the match as well because it might just lead to Shinsuke getting, uh, getting a title shot regardless because he finds a way into it. And if he don't, Guess what? We get Shinsuke versus Roman leading up to Mania. It all makes sense. But uh, your thoughts on that situation? Am I a little salty that Shinsuke lost? Yes. Do I absolutely positively give it? No. Um, happens to the best of them. If oh my nigga Damian Williams back from that fucking broken rib. Um, Happens to the best of them. It can lead up to something special. I don't think they know that. It can lead up to something really special. And you know what? If it does, if it leads up to Roman versus Shinsuke at that next pay-per-view when Shinsuke finally get his face turned back, him becoming that nigga that we love him to see, we love to see, just a hard-hitting fucking wrestler, let's get it. Let's fucking get it. Exactly. Um... 
that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Bro, is Kansas City bad at the run or some shit? I mean, the run defense, cause this shit is ass. They defense. Real quick, Chris, what what defense do I play to stop the run? Uh, what formation? See, see, okay. Do you pay attention to the uh, like after the offense picks their play, you see the amount of players they have on the field? Like, let's say three receivers, one tight end, one running back, or something. Do you pay attention to that? No. Okay, that will help because uh, you want to make sure your defense is based on how many people like how, your like who's on the field with the like with the offense and defense and stuff. But part of stopping the run is literally just learning. Uh, you want to learn to do those little uh, defensive audibles and stuff. So one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. What I'm doing? Uh, I always go nickel most of the time. I was about to do that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I like I think it would have been cool, but also you can shave Shinsuke and Roman for something special. Yeah. Like that's a nice lead up rivalry until, like in Kate and before the for Mania to me. Like who the you, fuck you, is D Lock? D Lock? That's their quarterback on the Broncos right now. Oh Drew Lock. Oh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I'm like, I'm like, gee, who the hell is this? <laughs> hey, look, man, Drew Lock is ass. <laughs> man, he carving us the fuck up. Damn, man, the man getting surgical. Uh, but yeah, I hear you. Like, when it comes to like the Shinsuke thing, I think people overblowing it. I think because to me, you set it up where literally you have somebody for Roman to go against until we see pop. Because to me, it looked like damn Brian versus Roman at Mania. It's looking like it to me. Unless whoever wins the Rumble is somebody on Raw and they go over to uh, SmackDown to fight him. But I don't see that happening, honestly. But, um, but yeah, like, I really believe it's, uh, that you set it up perfectly for Shinsuke to get a nice little uh, goal against Roman between Fastlane and Elimination Chamber, wherever pay-per-views is happening, leading up. Like, you, you set it up perfectly. And you reestablished him as, like, he's a threat. Because he, he beat Daniel Bryan clean as hell. Clean as a fiddle. Yep. So, so yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a definitely wait-and-see type approach. But I need people to sit there and realize storylines need to happen. And you set up two separate storylines for two future opponents in one night. See the vision, people. See the goddamn vision. Uh, do what they got to do. Exactly. And, but, and even with the, the thing with... The more I think about why Drew and Goldberg is happening, who are you about to throw at Drew for at least one for, until for now at least? There's nobody else. And like I hate Goldberg with a passion, but at least I know he's about to get freaking kicked to the uh kicked to the Netherlands. So, like it's going like people saying he Goldberg they're not giving that back to him. They're not even going to waste it. That's a waste of time. Huge waste of time. So I don't see that happening. Uh, but it's really nobody for Drew to go at. Like, Keith Lee's probably about to win the Rumble. Randy Orton is still busy with The Fiend. Uh, the Fiend is still not back to life. Uh, I would say Bobby Lashley, but I think that's, that's probably going... It depends on how they set up Bobby Lashley after the Rumble. 
And I would love to honestly see them go at it for a pay-per-view. be a nice because Bobby Lashley has been really solid. I know extra you listen to this, you probably real pissed. But guess what? He has been real solid. And MVP led it up and said, Look, you got the US, you got the tag team belts. Are you looking for a belt? Shit, they can go MVP. They can Fuck go it. MVP. You could easily go MVP or you could just sit there and be like, uh Bobby Lash sit there and be like, Look. Nobody wants to fight me because I have this damn belt. I'm about to go find me an opponent. And he had just attacks Drew. And Drew and Bobby Lashley have some slapper matches on uh Impact. If you checked out check out those archives, I don't know if it's on the uh the Impact uh app if you so have subscribed to that shit. But they had some they had a slap uh little rivalry during peak Bobby Lashley running things era over there. So like it, it has potential to really be a slapper of a little feud to go on, cause I think it's it gives Bobby something to do and it kills time for Drew, leading up to Mania, because yeah. I don't like, cause I see my prediction is still Keith Lee to win it, and he's going to pick Drew. It just makes the most sense, unless I'll be I would be shocked if he picks Roman, but I it just don't make sense at least storyline wise right now. Uh. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where things go with Drew McIntyre right now. I see a heel turn. It's just something tell me I just see a heel turn. It's not, and it's probably because it's just how he he just really sunning Goldberg this badly in promos where it just makes it sound like it's a heel turn. And literally, I it's not to sit there and say that Goldberg shouldn't shouldn't be a face because he shouldn't be a face in this situation, but it's just how. The dialogue between the two sounding. That's just me. And plus, Goldberg yeah. fucked it up anyway because he didn't realize Drew McIntyre didn't cut a certain part of the promo on Legends Night. Hmm. Dumbass. So, but yeah. Um, anything else wrestling wise we need to bring up? Um, can't think of nothing right now. No, nothing. Oh, uh, wrestling. Oh, uh, with AEW and Impact. Uh, so the Good Brothers, uh, Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks reformed the reformed the Bullet Club. So that's going on, and they're actually having a it's uh and on Impact side of things, Omega and the Good Brothers attacked. Uh, Rick Swan and Motor City, the Motor City Machine Guns. I know that happened recently on uh, Impact. I think last night. So that's going on, and I don't really know what else is going on on AEW side of things. But Impact things they look really lit. So something to pay attention to. Also, Jay White is a free agent. Jay oh, White, yeah. yeah, Jay White's a free agent. So. Be on the lookout for lots of rumors of who he's about to sign with. It's, so be weary of the fake all uh all elite um pictures with Jay White until you actually see it on actually AEW, or we see him pop up at the Royal Rumble at the end of the, the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that. Jay White is literally the hottest free agent right now. Uh, he's tired of taking extremely blunt attacks in <laughs> New Japan, and I don't blame him. But uh, he can be a he could be a big star here if uh, depending how he's booked, and I'm I'm interested to see where things go with him because that's a that's a huge talent to be free right now. So 
be on the lookout for what's going on with that. Uh, I think that's really it. But I will. I want to share something as well. So I've been still watching old wrestling. I've been watching '97. And Dayton, I want. I like to hear your reactions as I watch this shit. '97. Yeah. Well, pretty much when NWO formed, and I think I'm in '97 right now. So I'm really doled out by the NWO right now. And it hasn't been a full year. I'm just bored of the shit. Because they do the same shit. They take over. And it's not even, and it's not even the they, Macho Man just joined. But it's just some of the shit. Like, the Sting stuff is really interesting because I just really like the evolution of Sting going into the, uh, the Crow character. From him literally just popping up in the rafters. And just hoeing WCW niggas saying like look man are you with me or are you against me and just mm-hmm. so that's all interesting and neat but just certain aspects of just the NWO storyline is the definition of being shoved down our throats even Hulk Hogan being shoved down our throats Roddy Piper what I was never a fan of was never this fire to me but storylines don't make sense And maybe was he still a wrestler? Huh? Was he still a wrestler? Yes. They made Roddy Piper a threat to Hogan in NWO. But I think this is partly because Rick Ric Flair had so shoulder surgery, so he couldn't really take a bulk of the storylines. Cause he just like where I'm at now, he's just now coming back. But now he's about to do it. He's a tag team with Roddy Piper to fight the outsiders. Hmm. Hmm. So as I'm watching, this is my and this is stuff I notice. It's really dope to see the rise of people like Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's on Nitro every fucking night, every night. So like they believe to him pretty early. Uh, like he's on every pay per view. He's on every Nitro. It's it's really freaking dope to see in terms of that. From uh, Ultimo Dragon. I was always a fan of Ultimo Dragon. Like. I just like the fact yeah. that that nigga used to come out with like 14 different belts and shit. Uh, Wait, really, what? He used to come out with like 14 belts, G. I don't even know none of them belts. He'd just give them to his manager and be like, here you go, man, hold these, man. And whoop somebody ass and then proceed to walk out with the 14 belts. Um, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Did he ever get the big belt? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. They, Cause I, one thing WCW did a good job was literally with the cruiserweight division because they just took niggas from other promotions, but like they took worldwide talent, so they also let some of the talent still work in like their respective countries, whether it was Mexico, Japan, and stuff, and other federations. So Ultimate Dragon was just that nigga across the world, so he would have all of these belts and he he would be shining on niggas, G. But uh, it was dope seeing that. Chris Jericho popped up and then disappeared. Like, just disappeared. Like, and this and this is not... And he, I know he had a hot run before he went, he left. But when he popped up, I'm like, yo, where the hell did this nigga go? And he just disappeared. It's funny seeing Teddy Long pop up be p- random people managers. That's just hilarious. Uh, I hate Lex Luger with a passion. 
Like they they built Lex Luger up to be a threat, and I don't take Lex Luger seriously. Also, I hate a lot of these theme songs with a passion. But it's also the '90s, so I gotta remember what was the sound back then, uh, which makes me go back to Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio really was supposed to be a star. G, NWO fucked up a lot of people, but Rey Mysterio, hmm. <laughs> Rey Mysterio had Jaws music as his interest thing. G, damn, yes, like I fast forward every time he uh, comes out, but pretty much what I'm telling people is, it's funny when you sit there and at least know what's gonna be the result, but you see. How the NWO was so overly saturated. Because them niggas was everywhere. In every part of the show. Also, Diamond Dallas Page. Just seeing his rise, and rise was really dope as well. Because I forgot like that, that nigga was out there like that. But shout out to DDP. Uh, and then, but they involved him with the NWO. And it was just like, yo, what the fuck? Chris Benoit. <laughs> it's weird because his wife... Oh, uh, Benoit, I mean, uh, Briss Sinwa, that guy. Uh, he's there with his wife. But, Daytra, do you know the story of how they met? <laughs> What's through WCW? I remember it from that, uh, whatchamacallit? The dark side of the ring. Didn't he steal? Didn't he help? Like, she was getting abused by somebody? Yes. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan or whatever. I saw the match. Them niggas, they near murdered each other. For real? Yes. I forgot what pay-per-view was it. I think it was... Was it uncensored? I think it was uncensored because it was like a San Francisco brawl match or something. The match ended where literally the niggas did not move. Like Chris Benoit somehow finessed the pin. And he did not move at all. Like neither one. Kevin Sullivan, they had to literally get multiple... Uh, a- ambulances and uh, stretches and shit just get them out the ring. Then they, but Chris Benoit was built up to be really be a star. It was just that they really shit fucked up by making that shit really personal because that probably helped with the CTE. Because that 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 alone really, I'm like, yo, like that's effed up. But yeah, like it's highlights, but it's just when the NWO pop up, I'm just dulled at this point. And then he's got to the point when it when they separate. Oh, I want to become the Wolfpack. Yeah, I and I love the Wolfpack. Like I, I still need to get that. I need to get a Wolfpack jacket. Like if I could get that red NWO jacket, I'd be uh, satisfied with life. But um, but yeah. But reason why I'm sharing this with people is just sit to let you guys know, a lot of that shit that was going on in WCW really wasn't as popping as y'all thought it was. G. Especially because most of the NWO stuff, they it wasn't like they wouldn't pop up until either the end of the night sometimes. Or the beginning. Or they just randomly just pop up. And it'd be like once or twice. And it's just... Sometimes just it really gets dull. And maybe because I just don't like Hulk Hogan no more either. So just seeing him pisses me off. But yeah, but... Do I highly recommend people go back and watch old wrestling sometimes? You... Yeah, take advantage of the $10 of the WWE Network. Let you learn shit. I highly encourage people to do it. Because that way you just get a perspective and be make sure... Nostalgia ain't uh, corroding things because too many people often say, "Man, those were the good old days." Them good old days ain't also the ain't as as. Hey, look, man, you say it, Daytra. You know how it is about the good old days. Good old days ain't the good. Wait, is it a wire quote? Yeah, the wire quote. 
Fuck. Which That's one? Thing, uh, look, man. All right. Think about the thing about days. the old days hey. is that they the old days. Exactly. So that's a lot of that shit ain't as fire as y'all thought it was. And I'm just keeping it G real. Much love though. Uh but yeah, so I'm just sharing that to also kind of further the wrestling talk. But that's a nasty time in wrestling. It really was. Like some of that shit's really corny. But let's go ahead and end the episode on that note. Um we appreciate you guys for listening. As always, uh make sure you guys do Please follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. Whatever platform that you are listening to us on, whether it's YouTube, like, subscribe, and follow. Hit that uh, subscribe button. Hit that uh, ring button as well. So that you, the bell lets you know, guys know when we're dropping new episodes. So you know how it is when it comes to that for all you tweaking media things and new content coming away on the channel as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure you copy some merch. Once again, it's on Teespring. No deals and sales right now, but hey, copy you, copy some merch. It's cold outside, copy your hoodie. We almost close to spring, so get your hoodies ready now before it's that time to get it. Get the shit now, you know? And then make sure you also cop you a face mask because COVID is real. It's a lot of y'all ain't got no vaccine yet. Y'all ain't y'all don't y'all not feeling that soreness in the arm. Cop you a <laughs> face mask. Cover your goddamn mouth, man. And just get you a t-shirt. Why? Because shoot, it doesn't hurt to have a t-shirt. And when you do copy some merch, take a picture, tag me in it or something like that. Or tag whatever podcast page on Twitter. Let us know that you you rocking with the brand, G. Much appreciated. It really is. So, and, but yeah, so you know vibes. Make sure you uh, do all the other stuff. Follow, subscribe on, on if you're on the audio side of things. We appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Wir sind